Do you feel alone? Even your mama doesn't love you. Do you think you're weird? A bowling ball shouldn't be able to fit in there. Do you have a secret? I bet it's big. True Me with Kevin and Farah. Driven by secrets, fueled by shame. Recently, I saw on QWERTY News that a mother opened up about her son killing himself. And I really want to share this story uh, with you, Farah, and also to anyone who's listening at this time. This boy was in a car ride with his mom in the summer during the holidays. And he said, Mom, I think I'm gay. And he was curled up and he was very scared. And the mom just looked at him and said, Don't worry, I'm still going to love you. And he said, Can I wear things that may be feminine now? Can I wear pink clothes now? And the mom said, Do whatever you want to do. Because she did think it was okay. She, she thought it was fine. And he went back to school after the summer holidays. And five, four days into school, he killed himself. Prior to killing himself, this young boy, nine-year-old boy, told his sister that his classmates have all told him to go and kill himself. Uh, The problem is the sister may or may not have gone to the mom and the mom said the son definitely didn't go to her or she would go to the school. Now he's dead. It's crazy to think that a nine-year-old boy would make such a decision like taking his life and that's not normal. You know, um, after this came out in the news, everybody was in this uproar because it's this image of a child who was so distraught that he thought the best way out was this. I just want to say something that this is not a singular case. In Southeast Asia alone, 40% of suicides in the world take place in this region. Southeast Asia, meaning all the ASEAN countries generally. Yep. So in 10 countries in Southeast Asia, we are home to 40% of the world's suicides. Now, here's the thing about it. In particular to this case, there are so many ways of looking at it. You know, people are saying, blame the school, blame the children, blame the children's parents, blame the parent. To some degree, people were saying that, you know, the child should not have been given the permission to go out there and declare his his perceived homosexuality at that age so openly. What are your thoughts, Kevin? What do you think we can do about this as a society? I want to break the story down because Mm. it involves a nine-year-old and if he was bullied by his classmates it is understandable to think that his classmates were also nine years old so other nine-year-olds have been telling this one nine-year-old to kill himself and it's a very young group of people to have such violent unhealthy and and degrading thoughts about another person and make them feel so bad about themselves it is surprising because constantly we think oh the world's becoming better Mm. you know we like to have this idea that every week we get we, we live in a better world that people are more accepting that people know you should not bully each other that you should respect each other but it still happens and this is a story from america if i'm not mistaken so wherever you are if you're being bullied there's a chance that you're not going to be safe and you're going to feel shit about yourself and then go home and just say hey fuck it let's kill myself and see what happens i don't have to deal with anything anymore that's an easy way out killing yourself is by nature a very easy thing to do because living is unacceptable for you living is difficult so you think you're under this this misconception that killing yourself leaving behind a string of heartbreaks your parents the people who love and care about you so much because you think you don't have to suffer the pain anymore and that is the heartbreaking thing but here's the thing here's the perspective that i also have i mean a lot of people who do feel Um, who do have suicidal tendencies it's not a matter of just giving up it's it's I think the train of thought here sometimes I feel like I have I have 
people in my life who I care about who are currently going through very difficult mental health problems, right? Mental health illnesses. And every day I am thankful that they've survived the day, Mm. right? Because the matter of sometimes it's not a matter of in my life, I'm 31 years old and I've already had four friends who've who've taken their lives, right? And at the end of it, a lot of people have that similar reaction of saying, that's selfish, it was mean of them to do that, it was easy for them to do that. And at the end of the day, I remember just talking to some of my friends and we were all heartbroken and we said, well, they survived for so long, mm. you know? And the, the thing about it is that we as people, um, we should be listening, you know? We should be looking at we should be looking at this problem in a more productive and pragmatic way. Because you're right, with this particular case, these were children. Children bully children every day. Picture yourself back in school many years ago, you know, you were either called fat, stupid, ugly, your mother's a prostitute. I mean, all these things were things you experienced as a child. This nine-year-old boy... I felt was not given or it wasn't available to him at the time the right tools yeah. to sort of take that and realize that these are children these are words they don't affect me mm-hmm. because they are the, they were his peers exactly they so, were equal to him exactly so the idea that a nine year old boy instead of running to his mother because this, that's not something he did in this case yeah. he told his sister but he didn't feel that he could talk to anybody and tell them, help me. You know, this. these kids are bullying me. Um, and the fact that kids are... I don't remember at, at nine years old, kids were telling me to kill myself. That's really harsh. That's literally someone telling you, I don't want you alive. And, and I think we need to look at this in a way where anti-bullying campaigns work to, to some degree... Punishing children for bullying work to some degree, but there has to be a cultural systemic change. Because punishing children after something happens means that something has already happened. Exactly. So now at this point, what are they going to do? They're going to take all the kids that bullied him and make them feel worse about themselves? The idea is that these children didn't didn't have, like, have... Well, basically, they can't be responsible for what they did because they were children. Mm. They couldn't possibly have expected that that was going to happen. Mm. You know, or the impact that that would have. I think we as people, we need to talk about things differently. We need to talk about suicide, like not like it's it's taboo. We need to talk about 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 everything openly. Yeah. Not like a a crazy thing. It's not a crazy thing. Yeah, I I, I think it's if, a legit thing that people think about. Exactly. We, we, I don't know how many people have had suicidal thoughts. I don't want to generalize, but a lot of people have had it. We've experienced it ourselves, and. When you think about it, it's a dark thought because in your head, you might actually be trying to convince yourself that it is better that you are gone. It is better that it all disappears. And so for yourself, it's a legit justification of your actions. But you, you're you like, oh, I'm torn because I'm leaving these people behind. And how do we have a different kind of conversation about this, you think, Farah? I think it's really it's really understanding why somebody would feel so incredibly sad or lonely or 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 worthless that they should no longer exist. 
And don't call these people crazy. That we should always start with that. First things first, whether it be cancer or depression, they're all illnesses. And we have to respect um, those terms. You can't say that, oh yeah, if you're sad, just go get some ice cream and you're going to be fine. You just want attention. Go if, for a walk. I hate when people say people who have mental health problems, they're, be, they're, they're attention seekers. Yeah. Because that's... Do you, that just means how shallow you are. That just shows exactly. how shallow you are. Because people with mental health issues need help. If you are their friend, you should be there for them. Exactly. And here's the thing about it. Let's be real. We've all been sad. We've all had moments of pure darkness, right? Yeah. And let's go back to those moments when we were in that sense of darkness. Was it easy for us to reach out? It wasn't. You know, it's either you're feeling embarrassed, either you're feeling like no one else is feeling this, or you're feeling that I don't want to waste anyone's time. But I think if we cultivate a culture where we can talk about depression or sadness the same way we can talk about a headache, we can talk about a tummy ache, we can talk about having a broken leg, it's going to be less taboo and people are going to be able to communicate and be able to say, hey, listen, I, th- I think I'm sad, Kevin. What can I do? And just having that moment, having that freedom to say something, that's a step towards towards life, I think. Now, Farah and I are not professionals. We're not medical mm-hmm. doctors or anything, but we are human. And chances are you're human too and you're not a doctor either. So how do you deal with friends or young children who might be depressed? Or how do you deal with feelings of depression uh, when you're extremely sad? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back right here on True Me. You're still listening to True Me with Kevin and Farah and we are right now talking about how do you deal or I wouldn't use the word deal maybe how do you communicate and help those who are currently going through very difficult times um, either depression or sadness especially when you are confronted with young children. Yes, because they feel alone. Did you know that gay teens are 64% um, have a higher risk of... um committing suicide yeah in the west the and this is in the west yeah mm-hmm. so i'm going to remind us that in southeast asia like suicides is not a problem that only exists in the west mental illness is not something that just happens in the west we see all these there's even this new music scene that it's called prozac something but uh-huh. it's sort of this glorification of being on antidepressants mm-hmm. right now, we always see that and we think, oh, it's very Western. It's very, you know, not Asian. But it is a very Asian problem. It is a world problem because people feel sad. People are mentally um, mentally ill in, in all over the world, right? But the situation is with this particular case, with this nine-year-old boy, it, it, the first knee-jerk reaction I had was immediately thinking like, okay, all, the, all my nephews and nieces, all these little kids I know, like, are they okay? In the sense that I can't imagine a child who's playing in a sandbox could could ever utter the words, I'm depressed or mm. I'm sad. You know, I, I, I can't fathom that we're in a world where a young boy could, could feel something like that. Well, if you're a young boy, if you're a nine-year-old or even even you're, you're 12 or 14, knowing that you're different compared to other people is a very lonely thing. Mm-hmm. And... It doesn't just apply to gay teenagers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Usually, teenagers, a lot of teenagers feel like they're different than everybody else because mm-hmm. we are intrinsically different than one another. And when you're young, when you think the world revolves around you, you're going to think that there's nothing for you to connect to. Mm-hmm. And when you're nine and you're confused and you, there's, let's say, a majority of people talking down on at you and, and telling you to kill yourself, it is difficult to snap out of it and say, hey, I need to look for friends with similar 
ideas or going through similar things, so we can, you know, find strength in numbers. The the question of it all, it's just the fact that this this nine year old, how could he possibly have have reacted differently? Here's the thing about it, like I some people are saying that the mom should not have let him come out of the closet. I don't think that's that's I don't think that's an appropriate response to something. I, I think the idea of this kid was bullied, the next thing we need to do is stop the kid from being himself, I think that's that's downright bullshit. You know, the idea that I, I agree a hundred percent that changing the system is a it's a long, arduous thing. It's gonna take forever. We need to think of a solution right now. And I and I agree. We need to keep people safe now. But the thing is we should not be villainizing this woman, this beautiful woman yeah. that had given her child such Freedom and love, because even if it lasted for, for four days, for four days, that was yeah. freedom. Not, 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 not everyone can say they yeah. were given, you know. But the truth, the true thing about this, I wanted to know. I want to know in the school, were, did the teachers see these kids bullying this nine-year-old? It's not in the article that I read. Exactly, which is why we need to dig. We need to look at the whole problem. Because here's the thing about it: some people, I know, the reaction was, "Well, kids get bullied all the time." So this one kid maybe couldn't cope with it. Yeah. You know, so it's do you really have to punish the entire system for one child who didn't have the tools? He's nine years old. Yeah. Do you know what where, I mean? Where is he going to find the tools at exactly. nine years old? Some of us, maybe when we were bullied as uh, when we were young, we were told, you know, go go straight to mommy and daddy or go straight to your sister or talk to a teacher, you know. But what if it's an issue that you are yet to feel comfortable enough to say to anybody? Because yeah. feeling different, as you said, feeling different means you're feeling different from everyone. You're feeling isolated. Exactly. So what do you do? Where do you think bullying comes from, Farah? Oh, I genuinely think the reason people bully it's because they're insecure themselves. So no, but if they're in, a lot of people are insecure about themselves, but for kids, well, kids is this idea. It, I think it's also like a pack mentality thing. It's like it's funny, it's weird to them, so they point it out. Like we've met so many. I mean, haven't you met a child that would just come up to you and go? Why are you so ugly? Uh? Right? Mm. They don't have a filter. They don't know what political political correctness is at this point. Mm. And at the same time, if they see something that they are not usually seeing, yeah. they would... My The biggest surprise about this is not so much that the kids were bullying, but it was the things that they were saying. Like, kill yourself. Where do you learn this? You know, are the kids being given sort of this like free ticket or free pass to go through the internet? Because if you see the internet, all these trolls are yeah, commenting things... Yeah, on YouTube. Things, yeah, like, go kill yourself. Yeah, Whoever did directed this episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, kill yourself. Exactly, and yeah. we and as adults, we can we say that knowing that it's in it's jest, a trollish thing. Yeah, but as children, you take it literally. And the idea is, I think the first step is for us to tell children that they really, really need to treasure life. Yeah, because there is so much beauty in life. You just gotta sift through the shit to be honest because yeah. this 9 year old boy who died he could be greater than both of us combined he could be greater than a lot of people combined he could be amazing yeah, he and could. his mother accepted him he's got a great life ahead of him yeah and he took unfortunately 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 he he took a way out yeah you know and, and I think it, sorry a lot on. of people are saying uh, you know just you, you and as a 9 year old you wouldn't know what your sexuality is so why don't you just shut up that's a lot of comments on the website that I'm looking at. And if it's your mother, say, oh yeah, come out to me, but don't dress this way in school. Don't come out to your friends because they will not understand. Because they won't. It's not a boarding school. It's not an international school. It's a regular school. 
in the regular neighborhood. I refuse to. I refuse to accept that as a way out. As in the way. Okay, the way to deal with this is by keeping quiet. Yeah. This is what maybe I think could have been done. Like at least like a like a quick way instead of trying to change the whole system today. But one way that could help us change the system is perhaps the mother going to the school yeah. and explaining to the teachers, like, hey, so my son, my beautiful little unique son, has come out saying that he's gay and that's lovely and that could be the case. That could even change he's nine years old anything could happen yeah but he's going to come to school a little bit flamboyant he's yeah. chosen this so maybe just keep a lookout for him yeah you know just take the take the pre what should we call that what precaution take, take steps to yeah. to make sure that the school is aware of his situation yeah because it's the same thing if a kid came out to be honest and and the kid came out saying like oh i think i'm a dolphin right i'm not trivializing the fact that this boy came out as gay but the idea is if he was going to come to school dressed up as a dolphin he's also going to be made or he, fun if of. he has an imaginary friend he's exactly. going to be made fun of so the idea is the fact that as a parent I think unfortunately the parents has they have to take an active role you are a parent in this child's life we know the mother is beautiful and supportive but I think for a minute she believed that she was in a world that would that was gonna was, be just as accepting as, as her beautiful exactly. son as she is and that's the that's the biggest heartbreak of this it's a family that that is sort of a microcosm of where this world should be yeah. a loving accepting family and for a minute they forgot what the real world really is yeah yeah and that's heartbreaking it's a heartbreaking story we were sharing this this week because this is something that obviously we want you to talk about we want you to have a discussion with your friends some people say you know it's the mom's fault some people say it's the boy's fault who doesn't know anything some people say it's the school administrator's fault mm-hmm. and some people say it's the bad kids the kids who bully so pointing fingers is always easy because mm-hmm. we all have our where we come from and how we see this story but trying to make it better for future children or even for your children and your children's children to be able to be in an environment that is safe, that they don't feel that they need to kill themselves, even if they feel isolated. That's important. Now, whether you're a child or an adult, a lot of people feel isolated. Minority groups are always being picked on whatever country that you are in. When you are being picked on and you feel isolated, the way out is not to keep quiet and kill yourself. The way out has got to be something. I haven't figured it out. It upsets me. I don't think a lot of people has it figured out yet. Yeah, but, but however, I just want to remind anybody out there who if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling like there's no way out, I just want to tell you that you are not alone. Every day, there is someone out there. There are so many people out there, millions and millions of people out there who are feeling that same sorrow, that same hollow feeling that you might be feeling. So perhaps just taking that first step of realizing that you are never ever truly alone in this super overpopulated world, that there are ways out of this. We it might not be figured out, right? Like there are ways people say talk to someone, people say take a pill, somebody says go through See therapy. A doctor. Yeah, the idea is try everything. Yes. Try everything. But the first step is to realize, honey, you are not alone. If at all just think that you've got Kevin and Farah here and because you listen to our show We appreciate you You are the reason Why we're doing this mm-hmm. Speaking about people Who feel powerless That's why we're here We are doing this Just for you mm-hmm. And nothing else So if you feel alone If you feel suicidal If you have trouble Getting help 
you found our app, you found our, us on Facebook, you found the internet where icekacang.com.my is, you can find a way to message us. Get your email, talk to us on, online. You need to reach out. And if you have a friend who needs you to lend them a shoulder, do that. Be a good friend. So thank you so much for listening to us. I really hope that you go out there and reach out and listen and love and love yourself. So yes, if you like this show, you can go on to our... I forgot the thing now. <laughs> I'll talk about it. If you like the show, remember to like the Facebook page at Ice Kacang or talk to us at Mr. Kevin Chong or OMG Farah. That's how you can find us on Instagram. We hope that you have a very, very happy weekend and... A very happy year and a happy life. If it's not great, ugh, it's gonna get better. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Take it from us. <laughs>